We got some certificates of attaboy. <laughs> I don't know. Mer Merlin may not display this prominently in his home, but I will. <laughs> Maybe you can take both of ours. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, but it's nice because it's, it's got the head phony right on there. You got a 20-sided uh, die. There's 20-sided yeah. die? I mean, I can only see some of the sides because it's not 3D. It says something in... This is I nice. Know, you know, sometimes you need an attaboy. I do need an attaboy. It's nice to just I get an attaboy. every damn day. <sighs> I totally agree. I don't get enough attaboy. There should be somebody there. You should have an attaboy boy. Had an attaboy boy. <laughs> an attaboy boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could make him wear a fez. <laughs> he could be any size. He'd be from Nebraska. He'd he be 29 years old. He just, <laughs> he just needs to speak clearly. A lot of these millenniums, you know, they bought all the avocados and now they need employment. You could hire an attaboy out a girl. You could get whatever, anybody could accommodate your needs. Just give them an attaboy. attaboy. I'd have it, it's like, it would be like uh, Liberace's chauffeur. I would have him dressed beautifully. That's. And he would just stand at yes. attention. In fur. In fur. An ermine attaboy when boy. When I came through in my robe, <laughs> yes. uh, he would hand me my sword. And yes. he would say, attaboy. Oh, Quincy, Quincy, where's my sword? Go get him. Go get that yeah. neighborhood dog. Isn't this nice? Isn't this nice to be here? Boy, we've been doing this show live at Sketchfest for two decades. At least there's tonight. There was tonight, and yeah. Did you get the cheese platter? Did you get some of the cheese? <laughs> no. I've never seen anything that looks so much like a thing for trapping human beings than the cheese platter back there. You know how like you buy those the mouse traps? This is not a bit. You buy you buy those mouse traps with the plastic thing that looks like cheese on it, and you're like, I mean, how is that gonna fool a mouse unless they're from Switzerland? It's That's not, so strange. It's not fool a mouse, no. But a person, a not very no sweet but not very bright person might grab that cheese because they say, Hey, look, it's cheese. That's like it's like the world's most dangerous charcuterie. I think that that cheese on the mousetrap is meant to help people know where to put the cheese. You think it's for people? Yeah. I think the people look at it and they're like, where does the cheese go? Because you could, you could not make a convincing fake peanut butter. Personally, I'd put peanut butter on there. You put, you put this because like you made a dookie on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying the cheese is an indicator put the peanut butter here. Yeah, but the cheese yeah. in the back. So we walk back. There's a bowl of Chex Mix. Yeah, it's a really nice place. Nice people in there. Yeah. It's so nice. Bowl of Chex Mix, some water. Chex Mix, water. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like a... Um, a lot of water. Like a, a surpassing water. amount. Like, 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 like a kidney-damaging amount of water. <laughs> But then there was a thing that wasn't quite a cutting board. No. It wasn't quite a Coke mirror. No. And it had, it had eight slices of cheese arranged in two rows. Identical-looking slices of cheese in three rows. Nothing else. If I was in QAnon, I would think that it's something very meaningful, probably. <laughs> it seemed to be telling us something. Three strikes, you're out. What does it mean? Get it? Seven means three cheeses? You know what I'm saying? Merlin stared at it for a while, I trying to figure out what the, what the subtle message was. Yeah, what the subtle message of the cheese was. And then he said, I'm not going to touch that. Touch that. <laughs> that seems Other like a people touched it. How long we got out here? Uh, I think we, well, we've been about 45 minutes, so let's, okay. let's go to questions. <laughs> okay. My, mine says hang on. This is not going to be taken from the time of the performance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. Go ahead. Remind me to stop doing the program in 70 minutes. Call Merlin. Okay. Reviews from Merlin Man. This one. Calling Merlin Man, iPhone. Tell John I'm busy doing the program. No, stop. Alexa, stop. Siri, stop. <laughs> Tell Hot Rod I'm doing the program. 
Merlin. Go for Merlin. <laughs> Hi, Merlin. It's John. I'm calling you from my watch. Okay. 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 I still, I'm still working on the timer. So. Remind me to stop doing the show in 70 minutes. Oh, geez. Now I'll get disconnected. <laughs> Call John Syracuse. <laughs> Tell Max Temkin to call John Syracuse. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> she's tap me when she's ready. I, she, she heard me say, I hate this, and she said, but, but. <laughs> I hate this. I promise you, none of this is going to be a take. I'm going to. That doesn't sound good. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell Matt Howie John Syracuse hasn't called me back. <laughs> this is the best content. <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't understand that one. Wait, hang on. Can you guys Call remind me when it's been 70 minutes? Did you mean Matt Dresner? No, not Matt Dresner. No. no. Trent Reznor? Call, call Trent Reznor. Here are some movies matching Kong. She's, she's trying to get me to watch King Kong. <laughs> Call Matt Howie. Oh, wait, she doesn't know what how Because Howie spells his name Hoggy. Call Matt Hoggy. Uh-oh. I don't have a phone number for Matt Hoggy. <laughs> Open Matt Howie's garage door. <laughs> anyway, I've been trying to use my watch instead of my phone. Yes, I, we, we have not caught up on this. How has that been going? <sighs> The problem is... It sounds like it's been great. The problem is if you want to use your watch instead of your phone, you can't bring your phone. But if you don't bring your phone, there's going to be that 10% of the time when your watch isn't equal to the task. But if you bring your phone... 10, t- 10 to 29% of the time. But if you bring your phone, uh-huh. you're not going to ever really <laughs> commit to learning how to use your watch. <laughs> right? So yes. I'm constantly in this thing where it's like, if I really believe I'm going to force myself to use this watch even when it doesn't work, or the watch is just a gigaw, it's just a gizmo, and I don't need it. That would kill you. You would leave it. Well, because I spent the money on this thing. I don't want to leave it in a drawer. That's too much fucking money, John. So you're you're on the horns of a dilemma. You got to decide: Am I going to really commit to this and really, really accept what a piece of shit this entire this entire uh, rat king of technology actually is by forcing myself to stick with it when it doesn't work? So my so you're going to really learn the limitations. My laptop burned out. Okay, is that your video card? My video card burned out on my laptop. Okay, and my uh, iMac bricked. And when I told John Syracuse that my iMac bricked, he said, so it won't boot up? And I said, no, it boots up. It just sucks. And he was like, that's not what bricked means. <laughs> but it effectively bricked. Bum, 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 bum. And everything went so to shit. nice sh- to be friends with John Syracuse. <laughs> everything went to shit all at once. And the only thing that really still works is this watch, which only works 71 And it doesn't really work. No. It just taps you when it feels like it. It's super frustrating. And then, though, yeah, and then you call it the wrong name and you feel bad. Uh, but I don't know. Alexa, play Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> call Trent Reznor. I couldn't find Smashing Pumpkins. I your don't music. see Trent Reznor in your contacts. <laughs> Wait, yours is British? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could make it British. British, yeah, yeah. It's problematic. I'm not living my best life. Um, you remember last year at this at this show, uh, I was like so sick. You were so sick, and is that when your child barfed on you? Was it around that time? Everyone was barfing on everyone yeah. then. Does anyone, I think there was, was a short period. Does anybody remember, remember this? How, how sick I was? I feel so much better now. Uh, it's been a year. 
it's been a slow recovery, just but a lot of fluids. I feel forcing good yourself now. to rest. It's so it's so good to do Roderick on the line. You know, you and I don't see each other no. in person very much anymore until you make me come to things like this. Yeah, and, and I, I got a, I go to, I get on Muni, and uh, an hour and a half later, I uh, found my way <laughs> here. Yeah, somewhere along the line, you morphed into John Fogerty. Yeah, in this is. <laughs> and I'm super into it. Center field. Come in, coach. <laughs> uh, I don't uh, do things or go places. And uh, when you learned that House of Prime Rib would deliver to your home, I think that was the <laughs> that was the final straw. I just duct taped all the doors and windows. <laughs> just put it through the slot, one slice at a time. But I would like to point out that you've started shining your shoes. Which I is started shining my shoes, and this has changed. Everything. In a way, that's kind of antithetical to the whole world that we grew up in, where you just, you know, where we're just dirty. Oh, anything goes. Bring your dog with you. Ah, yeah, right. You know, everything's different. But now yeah. you're like Mr. I'm a throwback. I look like a fucking cop, man. It's like having a ski rack on your car from for feet. You've got, uh, but that's like that seems like one of those paint jobs that you would get, uh, like if you were a member of the lowrider culture. Like you put more than one layer of. Shine well, I, do, on. I do a two-part process. I do two. I also just realized as you're speaking that I think these shoes are the only thing <laughs> I'm wearing that's not related to podcasting. What you mean? Everything else is schwag. Okay, every single stitch of what I'm wearing is because of podcasting. Schwag, schwag, schwag. So let me guess. Well, now what? Who wants to venture? It's got what, just the right... What? What brand is your underpants? Yeah. Ding. Mac Weldon. Oh, shit, dog. What, what brand is Merlin's shirt? Uh-huh. Now, this one's going to be a little bit tricky. Yeah. How do you get a free shirt in podcasting? I never got a single free shirt. It's not a box service. It's, okay. it's said right there in red letters to not refer to it as a box Bombfell. My shirt was chosen by Bombfell. My socks are from the company that makes socks in your size. And the jeans? I had to buy them for Dubai Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge? Buy pants. Oh, if anybody remembers, anybody listen to Dubai Friday? Yeah. These are the ones uh, Max likes to wear when he's riding his cool skateboard. And the, apparently this is reflective. I don't have a flashlight, but apparently these are reflective because they're commuter jeans. <laughs> Call and Max Temkin. Wait. Calling Max Temkin. Woo! Tell Hot Rod to stop fucking around during the show. Here we go. Hello? Hi, Max. It's John Roderick. Hi, John. How are you? Um, Merlin is here on the show, and he's bragging about some jeans you made him buy. With some jeans that I made Merlin buy? Yeah, is that true? Can can we verify this story? Well, I I had noticed earlier this year that I knew a lot of cool Hello? people. Oh, hi, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm on stage with Roderick. Yeah, you want to say hi to everybody in the audience at Roderick on the line? Yeah. Hi, yeah. everybody in the audience at Roderick uh, on the well, line. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Max, Merlin is trying to steal our thunder over on the other side of the stage. And so millennials don't like getting calls yeah. like this, do they? Is he cooler? He's much cooler. He looks like John Fogarty. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for doing. I, 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 I really appreciate all the here. work you've done on Merlin Max. I can't thank you enough. I, I like that long winter. It's been a really, really long 
she likes Alex likes the long winter. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Uh, okay, well, everyone here in the room says uh, says hi. Say hi to Max. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, John. Bye. Tell Max Temkin to quit fucking around with my program. <laughs> oh, this is, this is a good bit. This it's really great. <laughs> who, are you, who are you talking to? I was talking to Alex. My co-host oh, oh, thought to you by Friday. Where you think, I got my pants. Do you think Alex and, uh, and Max were in the same room? I really doubt it. I always think of podcasters as all living together. Like, like in, a tree in, the, house, in the movie right? Help, yeah. That would be really gross. There's nobody that I want to live with. Especially a podcast. How big would the house have to be for you okay. and me to live together? Okay. Imagine the house. Now, you want it to be as small as B, possible. B, I think it's a trick question. A, uh, how big would it need to be? How much, you of your, how much of your stuff is there? <laughs> Let's say I committed to reducing my stuff by 60%. 60% so of I had, what? I only had 40% of oh, my stuff. Oh, 40% of your stuff. Well, that is a percentage. Yeah. Uh, would it be a treehouse? Would it, it could be, be a treehouse. Okay. Uh, but you're saying, could is it connected by like a yeah, Disneyland yeah, yeah, style rope So we can zip line ladders. between all the, all, the, all the different... I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. I think we could... I think there's a... What do they call it? Math. Logarithmic scale. I think like there's an amount of time we could spend in a small space... And, and the longer the time was, the, the more we just couldn't be in the same space. Yeah. We would so a hotel room, we could do it for like an afternoon. We could do it. An, an, afternoon, an afternoon, like where there's no, you got pants on. We share, and, a, we share uh, a backstage pretty healthily. I think so, yeah. yeah. But like a year. <laughs> a year. <laughs> a year. How big would if we it were, let's say, be? Let's say that the NASA <laughs> asked us to go to Mars because no one else could quite Nobody communicate could, the experience okay. to people. The same way that you and I would. You think it would take about a year? Take about a year to get to Mars, then some time on Mars, walk around, see the sights, and then we'd ha take a year to get back. Oh, boy, that's going to need to be a big ship. Yeah, it'd be a big, big ship, big, wouldn't it? Because, you know, you're going to want the comforts of home. We'd need our privacy. <laughs> yeah, it's really need my privacy. You would get tired of yeah. hearing uh, some of my theories. Would we become lovers? Not in a bad way. <laughs> Okay, I imagine there's a way to turn off the radios. The thing is, you put tape over the. the it video. feels like you would be scratchy to kiss. <laughs> and that's bad. How? Well, but I mean, you know what? Like I'm soft. <laughs> it, it would like, be like uh, sort of caressing lips. a scallop. Yeah, of? like 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 a scallop, like the like a like. Maybe that would be my pet name for you. Little scallop boy. Laying down on a bed of 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 deshelled scallops. Oh yeah. They're very soft. It would, you, you know, if it was in the sun, it, so, would, it would so moist. It would get lame. <laughs> but, but it would be like, yeah, it would be like humping in a hot house. But it feels like la, you'd, la, be, la. you'd be bristlier. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not that bristly. I shaved a little today with a Harry's razor. Oh God! I've started to get very. I've started to get very. Uh, like panicky about being put in uh, confined spaces. You? Yeah. As the devil about, you say. A little panicky about just the prospect of being put in confined spaces and the idea of being put in a spaceship even without you there yeah. causes me to, uh, to get a little bit uh, anxious if I think about it for too long. Is, this is tangentially related to the uh, being hooded in the back of a cop yep. car? Every okay. single situation. I mean, if, if, if throws a hood on your head, throw it in the back of the cop car. If NASA wanted me to go to Mars, I would assume the first thing they would do is put a hood over me and throw me in the back of a cop car. <laughs> and that cop car would take me to a spaceship. 
and I would be put on the spaceship, still Ignition. With it on my head. Oh no! It would suck. I don't. Ah, uh, I don't like things I can't get out of because sometimes I just need a bathroom, and it I doesn't matter why. That's the thing about this yearly uh, live. I know, sojourn. You're like, I can't get out of it. Uh-huh. He asks me to do it in May. They, but they they would not have asked us unless they really needed us. Here. They probably have more qualified people who could handle it, but obviously they got to us. Maybe there's some kind of a plague type situation, but they get to us. Maybe it's that the, the, the drug that makes uh, makes your arms rot off. You guys seen that yet? Have you seen that? What's it called? Crocodile. Oh, crocodiles. Don't, don't you don't want to Google this? You don't want to Google this. But let's say the crocodile has made everybody's. You want to go look at it. Crocodiles. It. Yes, with a K. Don't look it up. Don't you guys? Don't use your phone. That's very rude. K K R. Oh Jesus. <laughs> what is crocodiles? Sounds like a diner on the Sunset Strip. Hang on, she's like... Isn't it crocodile? Crocodile? Call crocodiles. I don't see crocodiles in your contacts. Well, that's not what I asked for. I said crocodiles. But in any case, uh, for whatever reason, let's just say that a lot of the normal spacemen and space persons, space ladies, all the space persons... I would do it if I had to. No, you I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't like getting on Muni. I just don't have that much ambition, and I really would not want to be that famous. And then a lot of people were talking about you and asking questions, what's going on in space? Will we play a lot of board games? With the people that would go to space for a year, you absolutely <laughs> would. That would be the, They would leave food Actually, behind. Actually, clerics now can use them. Um, <laughs> bring swords. settlers of Catan along. <laughs> <laughs> we bought that, and we never opened it. <laughs> You ever do that? Sometimes I decide, well, he's certainly all of you who, oh, for me, it's all about the books because you love your books. Book people. I'm a book person. Yeah, yeah. One day I decided I was a board game person. And I bought the Settlers of Catan, and I bought uh, the one where you make the choo-choo go around. And I bought all of those. I bought Lords of Waterdeep, which is apparently a board game of Dungeons and Dragons. It took my daughter and I three hours to take all the pieces out of the game. No. Stops and ends at Candyland. We do uh, we do jigsaw puzzles at my house because we uh, we live in a in an illustration from the Saturday Evening Post. How many pieces? About. Well, I try to get the ones with a lot of pieces. Fifteen hundred pieces. Uh, take up the whole dining room table. Nobody can do anything for a week and a half. Um, you have to eat sitting on the floor yep, yep, because. Yep, yep, yep. The, because just the, just uh, like in space. And everybody in the family has a different m- methodology, right? There's the, there's the person that likes to do the outside. Yes. There's the person that starts with major themes. I'm somebody <laughs> that, that really wants to focus on the areas that I think no one else wants to play with. Really? Yeah, all the stuff. Because it's like, oh, there's one red balloon in the middle of the painting. Uh-huh. Right? Of course, somebody's going to be like, I'm getting all the red balloon. And I'm uh-huh. like, no, no, no. Get me the one. Get me the where the ocean meets the sky. Oh. Across the entire back of the puzzle, where it all just is indistinguishable. No, no one knows how far it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll just sit and work on that, just ha- contentedly. Ooh, doing never the work got thing. into those. My mom would make. My mother had a very memorable puzzle. This is not a good story, but it's a memory. She had a, I think, many, many hundred piece puzzle of a coin. 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 It was a very large round puzzle of a coin. Oh, it was no. a round puzzle. Oh, it was a big round puzzle of a coin. Now ask yourself, uh, yeah, say to yourself, if you have a Liberty Head nickel, yeah. ask yourself how much uh, contrast you got on those pieces. Liberty Head nickel? Liberty Head nickel. It's no, all the same color. You. It's just Our silver. Yeah. I don't understand these things. I, uh, it's got little words on it, though. 
Yeah, I, I mean, very small, like little liberty, that kind of thing. Yeah, a little liberty. I don't know. What brings you? So your family is brought together by a puzzle. Does your mom get in on it? Oh yeah, everybody loves a puzzle. Mm. Everybody loves it. I mean, we, one time I got a fifteen hundred piece puzzle of Van Gogh's Starry Night, oh, which man. is an impossible puzzle to do because every brush stroke is the same. It's like you got blue parts, yellow parts. It's just blue parts, yellow parts. Yeah, and they're all. But it's not like you got the little check marks. But it's not like you can look at a swarg and yeah. compare it to any other swarg or connect it to yeah. any swargs. And so we studied this thing. It was on the dining room table for a month and a half before we had, a, as a collective unit, our family had to surrender, and we all, each of us, yeah. just was like. <laughs> I give this to you, puzzle gods, and we put it all back in the box oh. and got it out of the house. No. And now that's like got to be like a Ludovico thing for you. Now you go, you see Van Gogh, you must get all twitchy. Well, the thing is... Do I have to put that together? I see Van Gogh. So you go into those uh, puzzle stores or, ch- or children's stores that for, are for... The puzzle stores. For advanced children. You know, like, oh, this is a store for advanced children. <laughs> like... Here's a toy that sucks. Here's where a toy you, that no kid would want to play with. Where people who don't have kids go because they need to buy an $80 toy as a gift. Yeah, right. Do you have anything wooden that has the shape of food? <laughs> yes, we do. Let me introduce you to the world of Melissa and Doug. This is a car that no child would ever enjoy playing this, with. But this it was tomato is Velcroed together and comes with a false knife that's not sharp. <laughs> How much is it? $80? Yes, please. But you see these puzzles. The advanced puzzles, child store. You yeah. see these puzzles at the advanced child store, and there are a few that I look at and go, hmm, mm. this is a puzzle meant to make <laughs> even the smartest child develop some humility. <laughs> these, are, these are intentionally unsolvable things. Oh, that's good. It was like in sixth grade when my teacher got tired of me interrupting, and she said, you can sit in the corner and read, here's Tale of Two Cities. And it felt like I was being given a gift until I opened and started to read Tale of Two Cities. The and beginning's catchy, but yeah. then there's the rest. Then I realized, oh, this is, this is a giant teacher hammer, and I'm not going to surrender first. I'm going to fucking tough it out. The phrasing's so important. The phrasing, so, what was the phrasing of the teacher? You can, you can sit here and pay attention, yeah. or you can go back and read Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. There was never any in-between time no, no, of no. like, do you want to like, look at Nancy Comics or no. Encyclopedia Brown? Right. No, it was not a recognition that I had special needs. It was a. It was an acknowledgement that she could no longer handle me, but she knew I would be fooled. That I got. I you know she would put a chair over there, a soft chair even. Almost the opposite of special needs. Yeah. yeah. And it was like <laughs> I just caused unspecial problems. And so just problematic, John. I sat back there, never having heard of uh, the French Revolution, just like oh, yeah. I will not stop. I will read this. It traumatized me. I don't think most people read books, especially the famous books. I just, I just don't think most people read them, because uh, I don't. How many people, by applause and don't lie, have read Moby Dick? That's about right. That is, in a room this size, that smattering of applause feels legitimate, right? There are a lot of people in I here. I had it for a class, yeah. and I read it. We know the story of Moby Dick. I skipped some of the extensive chapters about the whaling industry. How Ooh, postmodern. How many no, people, not good. by applause, have read Billy Budd? Billy Budd. A much smaller smattering. That's a Melville? Yeah. Uh, What's the other one? Tycoon? Give me another one. (laughs) Typhoon? What's another one? What about... Talk to me the Scrivener. Tristram Shandy. Tristram Shandy? Whoa, yeah. Rig a rig a rig a That's all the books. That's pretty much... uh, No, I just... What do you got? Oh, you brought a book. It's the... Oh, John from... You know him from the cruise. Oh, I do. And that's Gabriel. I know Gabriel from all around... 
Uh, John Scalzi is a, a science fiction author. Science fiction author. Uh, he's very popular. Did he do red shirts? I know him well. He did. He did red shirts. Not bad, huh? Uh, he's a nice man. Ask me if I've read it. Uh, I, I read Night Shift by Stephen King. Did you? I yeah. saw Night Shift starring like Henry Winkler. I saw... <laughs> That's a, that's a terrific movie. It is a great movie. It's very unusual. <laughs> Remember the self-called Star Kids. I haven't read it recently. I haven't read Night Shift recently. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. just having fun. <laughs> this is not going to cut into the time for the actual performance. Merlin Mer- Mer- will cut this all out. I'm trying to think of the actual last big boy book that I really read, read, read. I've purchased a lot of books. I had a friend that worked at one of the Seattle uh, internet book retailer companies. Okay, okay. Where you order books online and then they're sent to you. You order them online. Mm-hmm, and they're sent to you. And they're physically sent to where you live? It was a Seattle company. It's a Seattle, okay. And he Is Powell's in Portland? Po- Powell's is a Portland company. Okay, it's a mnemonic. Powell's is in Portland. Powell's in Portland. And then Washington reads. Washington, the reads. other company. Okay. And he you let them know there's a book you want to read, and then they send it to wherever you live. Yeah, all in the mail. And you use a computer for this. Okay. Right, or a phone or a watch. <laughs> I'm not sure about the watch part. Do they follow up to make sure you read it? Not sure. Sounds like it could be pretty successful. But he They're worked, not bugging you about it. He worked in a company, a part, part of the company, where he had access to all these books, galleys. He had galleys, lots of galleys. Galleys. And he took all the ones about history and old biographies and, and uh, Hitler and the Beatles, and he put them all uh, over to the side in a box, and then he would periodically bring me a box full of all these books. Wow. A galley is a, uh, they call it uncorrected proof. Right. It's like when you're just about done with the book, yep. and then people read it to make sure there's no errors. And they're like uh, paper, you know, they're paper bound. Mm-hmm. Perfect bound, I think. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I got in a habit of reading the first quarter of like 80 books, right? I would just, I'd read into it until I'd get that the That makes gist. you very broadly almost well-read. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, ah, John Adams, I know the, I know the first quarter. Well, of let's just story. say that I'm pretty familiar <laughs> with a lot of people up to their 20s. But I couldn't, man, I could never get the, I don't know what it is, the intestinal fortitude or the, the attention span to just power through to ever get to the end of a single one of these grown-up adult books that I... What does it get you? It's not like you, it's not like you get a treat. I mean, I it's... I just think the... I'm sorry. I know this is not a popular point of view. I think you people are scared to say it. I think you're scared to say, y'all buy a bunch of books because it's cool to have books. I think a lot of people don't read books. They don't read them. They don't... They, okay. How is there a way they could make sure that if you bought a book, you actually read it? If you start to read an article in Wired, okay, about some which article I uh, get five a month? How many r- have I got left? About uh, that's right. <laughs> so you're on your third article of Wired. Oh shit! But you've okay. already clicked through, so you've already burned the read, right? Okay. You, you don't get to go back and say, "I didn't really want to read that one." Okay. Okay. So you click through accidentally okay. or whatever. Okay. You're okay. into it. Mm-hmm. You c- if you bail, you've already used the used it up. Okay. It's, an enti- it's a feature article in Wired about something uh, that you didn't know about, like, the internet. Uh, it's a, it's a, like, it turns out. It's a turns out article. Okay. That's, turns out. That's something I would almost read. Right. That's turns something out, I would add to Instapaper for But this sure. is a long one. How often do you read it all the way to the end? Well. Talking about five pages. All the way through the Five the pages end. of somebody writing about a thing that you are interested in in Wired. I... All the way. I, right I, to the end. I, last, I, all the way to the last sentence. Well, the... 
You never pull back on the joystick and fly out of the pattern. Well, it for sure gets added to Instapaper. So I have an app that I use for collecting all the articles that I... Instapaper, which was designed by our mutual friend, uh, Instapaper designer. Yes. Is, Mar- is Marco on your phone? Can you call him? <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> no, play all, please don't. <laughs> call Marco Arment. Oh, my God. Did you mean Marco Collins? Whoa. Marco Collins? You mean the famous uh, rock and roll DJ from yeah. 107.7 The End? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he produced, he, uh, he did that silkworm record. Yeah. Oh, uh, now she's just she's. Who's the down. band Silkworm? <laughs> I can oh, no. search for who is the band Stillgram on your iPhone. Stillgram. The band Stillgram. Stillgram's kind of a cool name. <laughs> Stillgram, <laughs> you and your daughter's friends. Yeah, my my. Uh, love Graham. In fact, we just had a play date with Graham. Oh, I love Graham. Uh, I've never you met. You know, Graham. my little girl is kind of struggling this year. No. Second grade is hard. Yeah. She's encountered at her new school some mean girls. Uh, who are trying to exclude her from play. And uh, we were having a tough time right around Christmas, and I was like, you know, what can I do to make this any better? And she said, can we have a play date with Graham? That and sounds centering. We hadn't seen yeah. Graham in several months, and so I called Graham's mom, and Graham's mom said, we have been wanting a play date with Marlo for so long, and they got a play date together, and they went right back at it, super tight, super friends, and it reminded her that she is not just living in a new world where everybody shuts her out. And Because uh, the mean girls, you know, they're like, come play with us, you're our new best friend. Now you can't play with us. Now we never want you to play with us. Yes, and it's this Petri dish where they are learning how to... They're basically learning how to be mistreated by others so that they can weaponize it against other people. It's a very important laboratory of crashing children. And the children are all, everybody feels, uh, like certainly like they're aggrieved, I know I do, but like they're just banging into each other all the time and it's just constant uh, uh, power dissemination. Yeah. And, th- and like you're right, but that's the crazy part is like in this context, we're super good friends and in that context. Oh no, once Kayla gets here, you are uh, out, Missy. Once Kayla's here, I do not know you. But Graham still had a lot of love for Marlo, and she had a lot of love for Graham, and it made up. It made a, a big difference. And then immediately she wanted to audition for the local community theater production of Jack and Annie. And I said, I said, sweetie, there are a lot of going to be a lot of people at this. Is Graham audition. in the theater? Graham's not. This is something that she decided she was she was having trouble at school, and so the way to deal with social awkwardness is to become a theater person. <laughs> I'm not sure how the cart and horse on that works, but I think the story checks out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sweetie, theater. Uh, I mean, on the list of things that I don't want you to do, the number one thing is don't marry a skater. Yeah. <laughs> or a juggler. <laughs> but, the, but the next thing is, like, be very careful about entering the theater in, oh, in any yeah. capacity. And she was like, I want to audition for the play. And so we got to the audition. There were it was that easy? What, what, well, what did her thing, mom say? Well, this is the, well, so her mom was in the theater. But... Uh, surprise. It, she was one of the black jeans. She was some... She was production. She was like... <laughs> pulling jeans. on the curtain or whatever. She, she was like a mag light. Okay, um, okay. Pulling on the curtain and like... She, she's like a Leatherman girl. Yeah, and with, okay. the, with the little thing. The thing. She's like, okay, the, and you, go! Like, oh, God, so that's, that's sexy. That's a good part that's of the theater. That's a sexy role. It's a sexy fucking role. It wasn't the part... I never played oh. that role. I was always standing there in a newsboy cap going like... 
I remember my line. I remember my. <laughs> and then there's another thing at the end where you go. Because <laughs> you're out of breath at the end. My goodness, that was really. It's like that's not even your final form, right? What are you? What Pokemon are you? You can't handle my final form. <laughs> Nobody knows what Ice Bear is capable of. So we went to this audition. There were 80 little girls there. <laughs> was it? Between sorry. the ages of was seven. Was it like all that jazz? It, was it, it were there people? Was. They had to learn this whole routine. They had a song. Oh, they had God. Long, long dancing. Incredible. I couldn't have remembered it. Oh, the answer to bullying is to join the very competitive world of theater. So it was seven-year-olds to 14-year-olds. And there were these girls at 14 years old who like had all the jazz hands, they could do everything. They were already. They already had a, like a handkerchief in their hair. They had a flourish already. Already, and so we go through this multiple-hour audition process where I'm sitting up there in the stands. Oh, and the and the director said to the little girls, um, "We're watching you the whole time you're here, not just when you're auditioning, but if you're sitting over waiting to audition, and we see you look at your parents in the audience, look at your at your parent for, and communicate with them." we'll know that you're not independent. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and she blessed... Well, did, you, did you, out of force of habit, look at her? And then she like, turned into no, no, ashes? No, we, we, we know the deal. You know. And so, for bless her little heart, for two and a half hours, she sat on the side of the stage and did not look at me the entire time. And I was like, I'm not looking at you either. We're cool, we're cool. And she went through this. She learned the whole thing. She did this dance and sang the song, and then as we're in the car driving home, she says, pretty sure I'm gonna get the role of Annie. <laughs> and I was like, sweetie. The titular Annie? Yeah, okay. and I said, sweetie, you know, there's like 80 other kids auditioning. Some of them are teenagers in high school. The director may have a different idea. And she said, well, no, I'm, I look like Annie, and I'm pretty perfect as Annie. I can't imagine they would cast anyone else. <laughs> and I said, well, Makes but you case. know, the director might want to do a, something. You know, the director might want to cast a little boy as Annie, and uh, 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 like the director could do a lot of things. And she thought about that, and she said, if I get any one of the top four speaking roles, I won't be too disappointed. <laughs> She'd be realistic. And I said, Sweetheart, one of the things about the theater is that it's there to crush your soul. <laughs> and, and this is a good learning experience, right? This is a thing that you need to, you need to be aware that when you try, um, uh, life will slap you down. Yeah. First and it'll make you weird, and then if you're lucky, it'll make you feel good about being weird. Right, 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 right. And I said, I, you know, I reached in my pocket and I was like, this is a clove cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't just, mean it has cloves in it. It's yeah. clove oil on the just cigarette. Just smell it. Just hold it in your hand. Get familiar with it. Right. It may reappear in your life at a later date. This is a CD by the Cocteau Twins. <laughs> You're going to want to smoke your clove to this. Uh, but we just got the letter from the, uh, from the theater people that she did not get cast in the oh, play. Oh, jeez. And I'm the sorry. letter suggested that if she wanted uh, to audition for a future play, that maybe she should take some classes. Ooh. Be, yeah, because... <laughs> I don't know if you know about people that, are, uh, that direct community theater plays, but they're pretty serious. Pretty serious just about the whole theater they're thing. They're pretty serious about what's about happening. About theater, yeah. They don't want, uh, they don't want a seven-year-olds just auditioning over and over until they've had some classes. Maybe that's part of the process. I think it is. Maybe that's, I don't know why my shoulder's doing this, but Did I'm thinking 
maybe that's part of the fun is that like, you get rejected a few times and ah, you get a scarf. Did you, you become do, more and more colorful. Did you do plays? Yes. Some plays. Some plays. Yeah, no. Yes. What was your, what was your, well, big, what no, was your big moment? Well, no, I mean, I wasn't musical. I mean, it was musical, but not musical. Uh, Bacon Ray was great, though. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, he's memorized one thing about me. That's pretty much exactly. He taught me that on the guitar. I had a very large banjo that he was I like, you've play. never, you've never ever. He he, he did baritone banjo. That was, was like, me. how the fuck did you play that? And he's like, let me show you. He showed me a riff I play it every time yeah. I pick up a guitar. That's right. For 15 years. Oh, that one, sure. I taught you on three riffs. Uh, uh, no, but I was in drama drum club in uh, 12th grade. But like, I did not like being yelled at. 12th grade? I was put into many, I was instructed to be in many things because uh, my mom wanted me to be decent and well-rounded. I had to take accordion lessons when I was 10. <laughs> when I was 10... Uh, Your mom really had her finger on the pulse. She... <laughs> She could see the Decemberists were not on the horizon, but but the the but the problem was, she like, was like if you're ever going to play at the Ukrainian uh, workers' hall, you're going to need you need to know a few things. You can always fall back on oud. Uh, the uh, no, it was really just a trail, tra- not a trail of tears. It was a tra- trail of terrible music. Uh, then another one was I think this one fell in the end of the ages of like it'd be good for you to have some order. She put me into this drum and bugle corps run by this psychotic. He made the Whiplash guy look like you know Michelin man. This guy was rough. He was mean, and they didn't teach you anything. They just yelled. That was one. What is the drum and bugle? Drum. They got well. There's two instruments. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> but is it a thing that like happens at firemen's funerals? I mean, where? Do, where it depends. It Who's hiring? Who would like some very very sad fifth grade children with hats? Bump 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 bump. Horns up bump bump. They didn't mention the flags. They should have really called it drum and bugle and flag corps because there were flags. But this man was very very angry. Like so many. Maybe it's just me. Music teachers they get very very angry. Uh, did Dad play trombone for a while? The that bugle is the angriest instrument. It's it's well, it fe- it's really it's like a little pipsqueak. It's like a not, bo- Bonaparte, like like your mother says, Bonaparte. It's yeah. the Bonaparte of instruments. It's the Bonaparte of instruments. It's small little guy. It feels a little bit, yeah. but it ends up taking over all of you. Little fire plug of an angry fucking instrument. And would, were you drum or bugle? I mean, theoretically, I had a, like a borrowed bugle. I had like a. a, a Used mouthpiece and. Did you ever put lip to bugle, or did you just stand there and get yelled at? Like it's, it's, yeah, but like you have to understand, it's like imagine the dreams that you have had, the literal nighttime dreams where something impossible happens, where you could explain it to somebody, where you go, well, it was. A, I imagine that there was two circles and one of them was blue, but they were impossible to reconcile or explain. And then somehow I was in the mouse, but I was the mouse. It was like that for like two hours a week. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know which one of the. the am I the mouse or am I, I don't in know. The mouse? I don't know if I'm the circle or the. And but like, I didn't. They didn't teach us anything. There wasn't even like a thing with like a, like I don't know like something like they gave some kind of like a finger thing or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Show you how to make it. They just came in assuming you knew how to play play a trumpet. But it's a is it a bugle it or a trumpet? trumpet? Oh, so I it mean, had. Uh, it was Ohio. We have different names: bag, yeah. sack, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> but now it's very very unpleasant. All of, all most all of my experiences with a formal like 
Gobi entertaining atmosphere has been abysmal, all terrible. Choir, so, church choir was nice. So your mom said, I want my son to grow up to be well-rounded. I yes. want him to play the accordion. Any variety of I, extremely loud instruments. I want him to be able to play the, the, the trumpet or the bugle. Yes. In an organized fashion with a lot of other kids marching. Uh-huh. Uh, he should be in church choir. Trombonier. And, and uh, as a senior in high school, join theater. Yes. She had a plan. As you can see, she had a plan from the beginning. Did she want you to be able to throw or catch a ball? Did she want you to... A ball. A ball. Uh, The other children had balls. I didn't envy their balls. (laughs) I'm glad they're happy with what they have. She let you make a ball out of of wax? I mean, I could could draw a ball (laughs) on my music staff paper. No, I just... I don't know, man. It just seems like... See, I don't want to say anything unkind. I don't want to do anything that's going to hurt anybody's feelings. But a lot of the people who get into the arts aren't happy. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, there's a lot of extremely happy comedians, I'm sure. But there are so many people in the arts that are just really not very happy. Have, Have you, you ever been... encountered this at all, John? You were in a band. Yeah, I was. And, and you've, you've traveled. You've done comedy. I know comedians. You've got uh, several podcasts. You've met a lot of people. I met Reggie Watts. I've met a lot of people. Oh, you've yeah. met a lot of people. I've met a lot of Reggie Watts. Yeah. Uh, how many people here are here for the entire Sketchfest going to see many shows? Oh, so it's really mostly just a Roderick on the Line audience that's come in from Mendocino. All right. Oh, look at that. Oh, no, I'm really sorry. Wow. Yeah. How many of you live in Mill Valley? Mill Valley. Ooh. Whoa, see? We're a podcast of the people. Okay, what about Kent? Anybody from Kent? No? All right. Where? Other cities in the North Bay. Oh, other Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, East Bay. East Bay. Let's East Bay. Go. East Bay. Yeah, see? See, we're the, we're the real deal. Gonna do your East Bay dance? Where are you going? Why is your microphone sticky? Whoa, Golden State Warriors. This is the jersey that you were talking to me about, about the guy that he, sh- he throws the basketball really well. Oh, look at that. Durant, Kevin Durant, basketball sharpshooter. Six foot eleven and agile, just like KD. Well, but as you were saying, I mean, I've I've been here for the weekend doing Sketchfest. I've yeah. met a lot of comedians. One of the things that powers comedy is uh, inner suffering, <laughs> self-loathing. Right? They're enjoying not, as well as producing. Y- yeah, right. But you really needed to produce. No, I think a lot of people enjoy comedy just as, because it presents itself as fun. Um, and, uh, and so you don't have to go into it saying, like, I hate myself. I'm going to go watch another person You're right. Your people who like pretend. comedy are way better than They're people who like, make it. People that like comedy are pretty well adjusted. People that make comedy are terrible, terrible, terrible. But, like, if you, but you met, if you met somebody who made food, like for a restaurant, there's probably a chance that they genuinely enjoyed eating as well. Maybe so once, why maybe once are comedians did. terrible? Why are they all so bad? You know, doing comedy is like, do, it's a form of, uh, like, uh, it's anthropological. It's oh, anthropological, okay. right? They're looking sure. at everybody. They're, they're trying to, they're having, a, they're having a take. And as you know, anybody can have a take now. But to have a good take, you have to be coming at it from a place. And if you're coming at it from a place, you have to have been some places. Okay. You have to have seen some things right. to be in a place, to, to, to speak from that place. And in order to do that, you have to have not wanted to be in the place you were before. Okay. And that goes all the way down. Right. And that, that's made all the difference. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's right. And, and then you have to go out in front of, from a 
bunch of strangers and fundamentally change the way they feel, right? You yep. have to have some kind of insight into the human psyche to be able to come out there, obviously just filled with a lot of personal pain and turmoil, and then, and then you're going to entertain these people with some japes. You have to reach down. Reach down. And pick the crowd up. Mm-hmm. You have to reach, Kelly, what is reach down, reach down, and, and pick, pick the, the crowd, crowd up. Coming to my It's uh, that's that one. It's the record that uh, that Chris Cornell oh. wrote about oh. uh, Andrew Wood, who I'm died. Of, yeah, he died of the heroin. Right? This, this is before Eddie Vedder was famous. He was yeah. new to town, and Chris Cornell very generously said. Hey, new guy. Yeah. Come sing on this record I'm making for my best friend and former roommate, Andrew Wood. Is that right? It's called Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog. And I feel like the song, um, the big hit from it, which was... I'm hungry! I'm hungry! I'm hungry! No, 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 yeah, 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 no, 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 Trader Joe's. That's not the good one. That's not the good one. The good one is reach down, reach down and pick up. son. So that's the that's the song. He's saying they're happy. None of them were happy. Okay. Uh, as For different reasons. By the fact that almost none of them survive, <laughs> but Eddie Vedder lives on. Yeah. And he's he watching. He seems nice. Him. He seems nice. Eddie's nice. I he think seems happier than most comedians for shizzle. Pretty happy. He Why are they all so sad? They're so sad. They're 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 they're. Uh, you know what? This is the wrong place to talk about this. You guys came out here to laugh, not to hear about society and culture. Yeah, and you picked the right two guys to make you yeah. laugh. <laughs> Old Sunshine and the Bear. <laughs> 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 well, it looks like old Sunshine the Bear got themselves into quite a pickle of a barrel. You gotta get this course. Oh shit, it's smoky. <laughs> oh, we got the pedal to the non book us. We've got the pedal to the metal with the situation, and the truck is moving with the beers. For 25 years. My wife Camille is making the face. Ah. 25 years, that was the most hilarious go to impression you had. And now it's gone. You can't use it. The chocolate cake behind you. No, you can't do that. No. Oh, you laughed. You remember? (laughs) You don't think Bill Cosby himself was good? It was really good. Come on. It was so good. All that's left is a Christopher Walken impression. It's the only one you can do. Oh, man. Please let us have Christopher. Do you have have a Christopher Walken impression? No, not that I I would do. I don't Uh, don't Gosh, but you sure do look at everybody and go, oh, no, please not him. What I I have... Captain Kangaroo. What I appreciate about people that come to uh, our show is that um, they tend to be, I think, shy. and that They is, sure don't laugh. How many people... <laughs> by a applause. lot of them are very... You guys can't see yourselves, but you're very fucking still. What? I know some of this is funny, at least. No, no, don't, don't laugh now. Uh, there's no point. You've already ruined it for everyone. By applause, how many people in here would self-describe as shy? Now, don't lie. How many people are shy? Yeah, see, they don't want to applaud. You know, but that's They're scared the to applaud. That was a really... So, that was a sotto voce <laughs> applause. Uh-huh. All right. Who here's extroverted? Fuck yeah! Let's, let's, let's hear applause from extroverts. Oh, come on. Look at that. And you notice the extroverts are all sitting in the front. <laughs> hey, there's nobody sitting in the front. That's me. Must have been holding that seat for me. <laughs> I think there's a role for me to participate in this. Oh! <laughs> the introverts are still standing in the back like, well, maybe those seats are for someone else. Yeah. 
I'll just stand back here. I probably paid for the wrong show. <laughs> yeah, I used, you talked me into this. I used to think that I was an extrovert, and then you gave me your very strange theory of extroversion. Yeah. Would you like to reiterate that? What is your, what, don't you have a theory of uh, introversion, extroversion? I have so many theories. I feel like, I feel like the short way well, you do have a lot of theories. Yeah. We'll discuss them in space. But I, I feel like um, <laughs> what the, the kind of dumbed-down Merlin version of it was that you can decide or determine who is an extrovert according to how much energy they generate by being around other people. If you get energy from being in the company of other people, if that charges you, you might up, be an extrovert. You're, you're more extroverted. Yeah. And if being around other people drains you, and, when you're, and you can do it, but when you're done, you need to go be alone to recharge. So alone for a and while. And you're an introvert. So That's my, alone. It's a very simplistic oh. theory. It doesn't apply to everyone. I'm sure someone in the room is like, but I do the opposite. And I have a theory about, I, and, and I have I, a theory about extroversion. And I'm on, I'm on Reddit, and I have other friends that agree. Oh. People on Reddit don't have friends. Um, but I, you know, people mistake me for a, for an extrovert. But, you, but, but, but I know. that's a mistake people make. But I'm just a, you know, I just, I love I love people. I love getting out there. I love the culture. I love times. I love music. I love the, I love sex. I love food. I want to. You sound like a man uh, waiting to be fed grapes, uh, and it's I freaking still, me out. Mm, I'm, I'm just oh, I'm just people person. to I me. Just, Love to cover myself with margarine, <laughs> but <at the laughs> just really get out in the fucking traffic and yeah, dance. Just like, ugh, just fuck on a pile mean, of trash. We're just rolling around on this filthy fucking ball. But it's like a men's room floor. Then you might I need as well to go dig in and recharge. When then I get you, done with that, oh I, need, my God. I pick myself up off the men's room floor. I squeegee all the margarine <laughs> off. And then I have to just go sit in a quiet room and recover. Oh, pick all the marrow of life out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I taste like a goldfish? But you know, uh, our mutual friend, uh, Ken yes. Stringfellow, the man who's actually <laughs> responsible for us being here together today. Yes. It was Ken Stringfellow of the Posies that brought us together. Merlin liked the Posies. Yes. Had never heard of the Long Winters. Well, you were talked about on Live Journal. Talked about on Live Journal. Yeah, you were yeah, a topic but, on Live Journal. But you me were, personally, I before was. Before we had pound signs. I, <laughs> I think you were a keyword. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Ken Stringfellow has never, ever wanted to go back to the hotel room. If you're like, let's go. He's on. Le- I'm, we're leaving tonight for Azerbaijan. Yeah. Ken is like, all, he's already at the ticket counter he's buying it. He's perma on, though. He's on, on, okay. on. And you and I, you know, we both need to we need to turn off. Well, you also didn't you also have I don't uh, I feel like you had another theory you came <laughs> along <laughs> with <laughs> at one time you talked about something uh, you talked about uh, you, uh, times like this feel so lonely. What does he mean? I don't know how to. <laughs> but I was thinking, uh, you had a theory at one point, which was somewhere in between, which yeah. was like about this little hard pivot. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, is there a hard pivot? The in-between theory. The in-between thing. The hard pivot theory. Well, yeah, maybe didn't. I feel like you did. Describe the hard pivot theory as <laughs> you, re- <laughs> as you recall. 40 seconds later, stop. Must look at phone for two hours with no one talking to me. No one talking to me. I could have a TV on and looking at the phone, but no one should talk to me. Yeah. My daughter shouldn't talk to me. No one should talk to me. Shh. And then I build back up, and six to nine weeks later, I can go out again. Yeah. 
and I get like right here in the room with you in my Kevin Durant jersey and my fancy dance. Yeah. I can enjoy this, but after I leave, I'm not gonna. We'll talk for a while, but then I'm gonna go home and have spatchcock chicken and lay on the bed very, very quietly. Because that's my hard pivot. My hard pivot is hard sure pivot. it's fun for a while. You have a little hand sanitizer. You roll around the men's room floor, pick the marrow out of your teeth. But you got to get back to your house and look at your fucking phone. What I've noticed about you in the last several years yes. is that when you enter a situation like you did tonight, the first thing you started talking about tonight, yes, when you arrived at the venue, yeah. empty venue, was the spatchcock chicken that you have coming up tonight. It's it's Sunday night spatchcock chicken. But the thing about it is, you lay out the spatchcock chicken. A few times. Every, That's what every, makes it spatchcock. Every, su every subsequent person that came in, yeah. you said something about the spatchcock chicken. Spatchcock chicken. So what you've done is you've laid the groundwork for later when someone's like, Merlin, hey, why don't we go to, you're like, ah, aforementioned spatchcock, spatchcock chicken, chicken that I said when you first walked in. So you Is know there a reason he mentioned that it takes 40 minutes to cook? Yeah, mm. so, you, so it's not an excuse because right? you pre-functioned. It's a reason. Yeah, that's right. It's not an excuse, it's a reason. So now you said you found a way to say spatchcock to them so that afterwards when they're like, when they're trying to shake your hand and you're just covering it with sanitizer. I'll shake the shit out of your hand. And you're like, I'll, ah, but. I'll you know overwhelm what? you with my enthusiasm for a few minutes. Spatchcock chicken. Spatchcock chicken. Gotta go. Gotta get going. Gotta get going. Gotta get going. <laughs> I'm going to make a little Fred Flintstone Muni sounds. <laughs> get on the way to Muni. <laughs> Look, I, I paid seven bucks for that chicken. It's not going to waste. Oh, it ain't no seven dollar chicken. Anybody, you guys ever have a spatchcock chicken? <laughs> Would you agree it's a pretty strong bird? Apparently yeah. it's a butterfly chicken. Is butterfly that right? chicken, you eviscerate it. You, you take, uh, take with all the due respect to chickens. With all due respect to chickens, <laughs> with to chicken Americans. Uh, I, I shouldn't say. Also, shouldn't you say. also were clear to say to everyone as you were describing yeah. the ch spatchcock chicken. You said it's really great spatchcock. if you like chicken. If you, <laughs> you said that to every person, and I was like, what is the significance of that in the Merlin like laying out the groundwork thing? I like to give a proviso. Right. You I don't like want somebody to be like, oh, like well, <laughs> like if you, you like chicken. If you need about one more year on the internet before you start saying stupid shit like that, too. <laughs> Hoping feebly it will prevent you from something. Hey, you know what's really great? Spatchcock chicken. <laughs> oh, I don't like chicken. <laughs> okay, then that's probably not for you. Oh, delete your account. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you should have mentioned that spatchcock chicken is chicken. Oh! <laughs> I was just sharing a thing that seemed like it might make someone happy. Oh! In the in the early <laughs> in the early middle period of Twitter, when Twitter was first, you know, when we were first having fun, when good. we had a good time on there. Yes, when it was. I, rem good. I had that. I had a friend that worked at Twitter. We, we you know him too. It was a good. It was a good pal. Later sent us speakers. L later sent us some Sonos equipment. Yeah. Good, he was a good man. <laughs> and I, he, didn't wear, I didn't wear any Sonos equipment tonight. And Which he, is good because uh, it can't do all the Alexa commands. He was the first one that wrote me and said, "Like, would you like a blue check mark?" And I was like, "Don't know what that is, but always, it's if it's some form of attaboy, please give it to me." <laughs> That's like asking a Kentucky Colonel if he wants a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well, yes, I reckon I would. He's like, I have this. I have this. <laughs> There's another way I can wear my privilege on a larger piece of clothing. <laughs> a blue check mark, my stars and garters. Well, I reckon so. <laughs> Can I have two? <laughs> How many checks are available? I was going to be one of those people that put a blue check mark on his avatar because they wouldn't <laughs> give it to him. So put a little, and then have a have a real one. Why only have one check mark? When do I get more? But he was going to send me. He was like, I can give you three peacock feathers or a blue check mark, and I was like, hmm. and he ended up sending me both because I kept nice. emailing him. But no, he um, at that point in time, Colin Malloy joined Twitter. 
and somebody at Twitter, not our friend, but a different person, clearly an unfriend, put Colin Malloy in the who to follow if you're new to Twitter. How did you find thing. this out? And you were on that for a while, weren't you? I would, that's why, guys. That's who to follow. Why. So every person that joined Twitter auto-followed Colin Malloy. Why? I'm like a blow-in card in a magazine. I'm like a the fucking, I don't know, a keychain in your conference bag. Who to follow? A full, a full rain on your wedding day. I never asked for that. So I never said, please, please put me on the list. Please put me on the Colin Molloy list. I never asked for that. I didn't want it. Well, so during that period, Colin had arrived at Twitter. Because people just get mad. He, it's like having a party of people you know are guaranteed to dislike you. But, 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 but. Which is a party. He, he, he tweeted one time. And it was something like, <laughs> it was something like, well, what was his voice like when he did? You know, his, his first tweet was like, "Meat is murder." <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched, uh, and this was at a time when I was just belligerent goons run so Manchester hard. schools, spineless bastards all. Post. <laughs> <laughs> I was working so hard to do my hundred and forty. Oh, you sweat it out, get it lost. Oh, get in the minds. Just if I, up with words. The comma taking out the comma makes it wrong, but yeah, now gotta, it fits. But I have, have to, to put live the with comma this. in. It has to be grammatically correct. Oh. Start over. Comedy and, must be true. The comma must be correct. Every day I would log on, and Colin Malloy would have twenty thousand more followers. <laughs> you hate that. You hate that so much. I hate it so much. And even oh. today, I would trade all the people screaming at me to delete my account. Uh, for just the satisfaction of having one more follower than Colin. Just so that he had to wake up in the morning and realize he was chasing me. See, now when you ask for that, you sound needy. I'm fucking needy as yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's terrible. This is you not, should be able to ask people it, for more unearned privilege without sounding like a dick. It's not Why does everybody brand? have to make it such a big... You're just asking for a little little bit more privilege. Yeah. A little more something you never deserved in the first Imagine. place. Why is this bad for me to do? Imagine if I had a million followers, the good I could bring to the world. Like good followers. Right? A million good a million, like a million real fucking followers. Good Quality followers. People who like just hit the star and don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people yeah. That Just get on team fucking John. Is it so much to ask for more of things other people don't? You know what? Frankly, if why is this, in this a problem? Room just faved and retweeted everything I said. I would be a much bigger star. It doesn't seem. I feel like you guys are leaving a lot of faves and retweets on the table. Yeah. How how yeah how he's gonna how he's gonna beat Colin Malloy? How How's that gonna happen? Yeah. How am I gonna get extra? You know, he called Colin Malloy the Decemberist once called John Gosh. Are you aware of this? How'd you get back at him, John? Uh, continue to be gauche <laughs> for decades after you something his house with his own something if uh, memory serves. that was that was, much that, was later. that was for a different reason well okay you yeah. forgot surely you've you got a lot of new no one is in this audience wait a minute this is a good one who is in this audience who has never once heard roderick on the line by applause Yay! thank you for coming and i'm That's sorry so wonderful your significant other made you come is that correct <laughs> And, and how long have, the, uh, on average, how long have they been trying to get you to listen to Roderick on the Line? No, years, I'm so sorry. Three years, and yet no. you've never succumbed. You've never once said... He did the song for a Bim Bam. Yeah, no, he doesn't care about that either. <laughs> so uh, that is so wonderful that oh, you would come so to this weird. show... But you wouldn't ever just listen to the show once to make your a significant other happy. It would be like somebody says, oh, I want you to... My, my friend of mine's in this movie... And you go, and, and it turns out to be a really hardcore porn movie. It'd be so weird to go, and you're like, wait, how do you know this person? You'd be like, shh, just watch the movie. Just watch the 
Like, how do you take, well, I don't know how we've got a, like a, a bunch of episodes and they make fuck all, like no sense. Like no sense. And you bring somebody out to this, a friend, a friend you bring to this. Thank you for doing that. That is so kind let, of let, you. Let me hear by applause. Oh, here is we go. anyone here just accidentally? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you couldn't get into Blue Man Group and you came here. No, okay, so nobody. Everybody's here with at least uh, like a modicum of intention. Well, well, somebody meant to be here. They might have gotten a ticket that somebody dropped because they want to be warm for a while or something. Right, right, want right. to come in, right? Well, do you want to do any more uh, Vox Pop here? You want to ask any more questions? Yeah. Oh, 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 right, right, right. I was, right. I was breaking uh, the fourth wall. That's something. Uh, we, uh, no, that's fine. He's already done. The wall's broken. You early can't on in the wall. show, when yes. when you and I would talk to the audience uh, 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 on our podcast, if we would ever refer address, to the audience, address, address the them, audience. suggest yes. that there was anyone listening, to, yes. I would get mail from people saying like, "Don't please do not you talk to us. Don't break the little world." <laughs> Don't break, don't break yeah. the little world. I'm listening to you. You are not aware of me. Nope. And that, uh, I, I, like, I took that to heart. I, I understood better what we were doing at that point. Well, I mean, if you're like a voyeur and part of your fun is watching without being seen, you don't want the people to, like, point out that you have cute shoes. You want to be not noticed. You go into the background. That's why you're the voyeur. Ah, you're not the participator. You're, you're not the one on the Mars rover. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone who had to come. It's a real shame. Anyway, we're having spatchcock chicken tonight. The thing is... We don't spatchcock it ourselves. We have it spatchcocked by others. The thing is, you have... You, you know, I, as time has gone on, right, yeah. I have tried to make myself more and more present, ubiquitous. I've always wanted to have my picture in the newspaper. In what sense? Oh, okay. And, you know, publicly. Oh, just amongst people. I'm doing things yes. all the time. I'm trying to be You're out there. You're accepting invitations? I'm accepting invitations. You're agreeing to go places. I'm recognizing that at my age, if I stop doing things now, you know, you're at the, you, you're at that road, you're at that that crossroads. Yes. Where at 50 years old, you can become an old person very fast if you, if you stop uh, if you stop trying to skateboard, if you stop trying to learn new things, uh, if you stop putting If you don't on, learn a sick ollie. Yeah, if you don't put your hat on will stop coming to your skate show. And say like, hello, fellow students. Yes. Like you, you know, there are people at, what, they, you can retire from the armed forces at 50? Oh, my high school girlfriend retired years ago. Yeah, retire. My right? high school girlfriend retired 12 years ago. Yeah, you could be like playing She retired 12 years ago. Like what is it? What AARP? How old do you have to be? It's like 50 and older, right? Give me a fucking break. I've been a... I've had more ARP. <laughs> <laughs> Flyers and you've had hot, deal, hot meals. But yeah, the, I've been in Amazon. They keep sending me stuff. But on the other side of the, the coin, it's like there are all those people that are like on European beaches wearing banana, banana hammock yes. uh, swimsuits who are like, I'll never die. Are they the skateboarders or the other ones? Yeah, the skate, they're the they're ones the that are still trying to live, still trying to eat it up. Oh, uh, okay. They're and still sucking the marrow out of their They're teeth. still sucking the marrow out okay. of the, out of the bones. Right. I'm still trying to, you know, rock some kind of like fold your cuffs up on your suit jacket thing, which I feel like is going to catch on. Oh, and then it'll be traced, I hadn't noticed it'll that. It'll be traced back That's to me. That's definitely a look. You ever right? do that over a sweater? You, well, so <laughs> That's you've a got, smart look. You've got a basketball t-shirt hey, over a free I'm shirt. I'm just showing my support for the team. Warriors, am I right? But basketball. Like, I feel like seeing you in person is yes. becoming more and more like catching a, catching a magic Pokemon. Oh, I'm like Salinger meets a Sasquatch. Like everybody here, they can never take this away from you. No. You saw Merlin. This could be it. This could you, be the last you might one. You might touch him tonight. You might touch me tonight. He's got a spatchcock like, chicken. This is my to. sound of music moment. <laughs> Before Max has to sh shuttle me off the stage. Whereas I think as I get yeah. older, I just become more and more touchable. You're going to become more ubiquitous. You think you're going to be out there more. I'm trying. I'm trying to get out there. Does anybody want John to be out there more? Would you like that? Would you like being out there more? If you have ideas, maybe ideas for ways that you could be more out there. Who wants me to be out there less? Wow. <laughs> 
but just the were, only the introverts. But there were a lot of people only that the didn't introverts. applaud, right? The ones in the middle that were There's like, a lot of, ha. It's about enough. He's, Could he phrase that more clearly? Yeah. Because I think I have a strong feeling about it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I feel like this. Is, I feel like 2019. I'm gonna yeah. be. I'm gonna be like a, uh, a, a blanket of fresh snow, in a state that doesn't often get snow. I'm gonna be like snow in Decatur, Georgia. Where it's like, shit, there's snow in Decatur. There's snow. There's snow in Decatur. There's snow. It's John Roderick. It's John. He's here to do a thing. Snowing through 2019. What's he going to do? Yeah, what's he going to do? Is he going to be on cruise? Has he got another podcast? Another podcast? Oh, he's got a podcast coming out with his sister. How does he find the time? Are you doing that? Do you want to know the truth? (gasps) So Susan, Susan, for a long time, has been saying... I want to do a podcast. But Susan, you know, Susan has, I don't know if any of you follow my sister on uh, the internet. A lot of balls in the air. But Susan has, uh, she's leading a bunch of um, meditation retreats. She just put a meditation retreat on sale. Uh, You can go with her to Nepal and uh, meditate. This is going to be like a fire fest kind of thing. No, no, no. It's like... She's already you done. You should disclose if she's crossing your palm. She's done this. this. She's taken one to Cuba. She's taken one to Costa Rica. You can't go with her to Nepal because it's sold out in one day. Too late, bitches. But she wants to have a podcast. And the thing about her she is. She wants to the devil, you say. So she wanted to have a podcast where she. Uh, and, I, and I helped her get all set up. I gave her all the equipment. I set her all up. But the. <laughs> but her podcast. You got her all set up for a podcast. I teched, her, I teched it out for Who her. Who told you? I uh, to ball the cables. I uh, plugged it in. SM57. in the wall wart. SM58, whatever it, it takes. Up, powered it up. Check, check, one, two. Uh-huh. Uh, taught her how to record it right into sure. GarageBand. Get it up on iTunes. But the podcast yeah. that she was doing, you know, it was hard to get started because she didn't have a partner. Is it in the self-improvement space, the self-help yeah, space? Yeah, where she was just like, you need to, you know, you need to recognize that you're a, you're a good person, you're a strong person, and yeah. what you want to do, you know, like, uh, you're worth it, you're, you know, this type of thing. But it's hard to, it's hard to just say that it's into a microphone. It's a crowded field, too. It's a very crowded field. You can't just say it into the air. It doesn't quite reverberate the same way. And so we were talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. But another thing that we talked about all the time is how fucking terrible everybody is on the highway. Like an er- this was an early thing that you and I used to yell about. This y- Keep moving, get out of the way. Except yes. she's, so she, she confided in me. She's like, I spent all my time trying to be like Buddhist and... and, and uh, you can always talk to other people about how other people drive. Right. And she's like, I, nobody doesn't have an opinion. Even if you don't have an automobile, you still have an opinion about how other people drive. But she has worked so hard to, to not be angry, to not be frustrated, to, to have acceptance, right? To, to, to keep her heart nest, <laughs> keep the eggs in her heart nest safe. Um, but she gets in her car and she's like, fucking move, idiot! <laughs> but and both of those are Susan. Right. Right. And there's not one of those that's not Susan. Unlike me, she rolls her window down all the time and goes, is this your first day? <laughs> but she does it all the time. And now, the, now they're thinking about it. And she, she'll, you know, she'll is, this is, this your, is this my first day? Is this my first day? Is, does she, is she onto something? And so <laughs> we're sitting and talking and she's like, I've spent so much work on my inner life, but inside the car, somehow I feel... Something happens, and this like this anger, this frustration, this it all comes out. And I was like, "Hold that thought, 
and I pushed record. You didn't. And was like, uh, so let's go over this again. And so we started doing a podcast where she talks about, uh, we, we talk every week about the most recent incident where she rolled down the window and said, <laughs> get the fuck moving, you fucking idiot. And then, I, and then I say, so how does that work with the rest of your, and then she oh works on her, her universe. This should have always existed. Yeah. And it's then, perfect. And then I say like, well, I was behind a guy the other day, and guess what he did? And then she gets mad on my behalf. <laughs> this is your sister. You may remember from previous episodes. This is John's sister. If you ever have any kind of like a customer service problem, yeah. if you ever need to get something worked out. You call the killer. I get into I get into problems with the cable company just so just, I can uh, just so I can just so you can unleash the kraken. So which is Susan, Susan is the kraken. Anyway, we've been doing this show. We've never released an episode. We've been doing it for about six months. What? And it has it has brought us so much closer together. That's so cool. Because we're, we're because we talk about our parents. We talk about my dad and our mom, and we talk about. Uh, you know, the, our lives and our friends, and we often refer to our friends by name who are bad drivers, <laughs> who are part of the problem. We talk about our parents who were also part of the problem, but they taught us how to recognize the problem. Yes. And, uh, and then we talk about our anger and we talk about trying to be better people. And it's really, I don't know where, the, where this podcast will land or what, what home it will find, but, uh, but we're like, it's really great. And the problem is I have fucking too many podcasts. Yeah. I never wanted to be that And guy. you don't like podcasts. No. No. <laughs> That's the thing is I, I like podcasts and have four podcasts. John, I'm going to say hate. John doesn't like podcasts and has four, four podcasts. podcasts. So I have four podcasts. I like making podcasts. It's not difficult. I can't imagine... <laughs> li- I can't imagine listening to a podcast. Some of them are very, some of them are very long. But, yeah. you know, you say all the time, like, oh, good podcast, or, like, nice podcast. To that's who? a good. Well, just generally, I hear it come. Oh, I'm a, a fan. Good oh, I'm, I'm recommending all the time. I like that ABC, podcast. yeah. I'll do a podcast. You'll say, that's a good podcast. That's a good podcast. Uh, and I feel. I, pump, I give you ideas for your podcast. Yeah, you say, here's an idea for a podcast. Korean fan death. Korean fan death. That's, that's Korean fan death needs that to be on. One enthusiastic clap. <laughs> okay, let's do the Venn diagram. Uh, anybody else think Omnibus needs to cover Korean fan death? <laughs> Guess who didn't know what Korean fan death was? This guy. Two thumbs. Oh, am I doing this right? But you know, Ken Jennings lived in Korea. He grew up in Korea. Hi. So he's got Korean fan, de- Korean I, de- Korean fan death. I watched a YouTube video of Ken the other night. What was he I doing? Like him so much. He was winning a game show with the guy uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's called uh, Money or No Money. Oh, Money or No Money. It's money, don't take the money. Uh, who, who wants to have money for a brief? <laughs> who wants to have money? Who wants to have money? And then there's a question, and you you wager whether you'll be able to answer the question from the guy at Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who wants to have money? Who wants to have money? <laughs> Starring Ken Jennings. Well, you know, I've also been working on <clears throat> a podcast. You got a fifth podcast? Fifth podcast. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Oh, it's with your mom, and it's called Roderick on the Line. Oh! <laughs> no, it doesn't have to happen. Okay, so between us. This is never air. Uh, uh, John's got to travel a lot, blah, blah, blah. Who fucking cares? How great would it be if we keep calling it Roderick on the Lawn while, while, while John's away? Not Roderick on the Lawn, Roderick, Roderick on, on the, the line. line. And I interview his mom. And my sister. Oh! You know what would be great is if you interviewed my cousin Libby Roderick. Wait, Libby. Libby Roderick. Libby! 
Libby, who teaches intersectionality at the University of Alaska. I could use that. Yeah. I'm and one section. Libby will... Uh, I, have, I have two sections, and they're identical. Yeah. I'm a white dude, and they're <laughs> like, just... Oh, it's really hard. You know, they rub against each other. It's just to catch on. They should have used a different word. That's yeah. the feeling I have. But I, I feel like it, I could use some intersectionality. Oh, it feels I'm like... I'm rubbing that, sticks that, together yeah, and no that, fire's happening. It feels like the world's tiniest violin you're doing there. So I think those would be good shows. I, I will make a list. My of watch isn't allowed to tell me, but it's not. Oh, shut up. Go home. I will make a list of all the Rodericks who are still extant. Because, you know, we're one of those families where uh, we're a branch of the. We're a branch of the Rodericks. <laughs> Call Merlin Mann. A catapult. Sorry, I didn't quite get that. Which shall I use for Merlin Man? You got an American on yours? <laughs> um, the Rodericks that, uh, my branch of the Rodericks yeah. are, um, oh, incoming call. <laughs> Hello? Oh, that's one of the things that's nice about this. So we get to, they get to ask questions. Are we at the end of the program? Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, well, I'm going to hang up and get back to the show. All right. No, you hang up first. You hang up together, okay? Uh, okay. One, two, okay. three. Hi. Love you. Love you. Uh, yeah, so if, so all of the Rodericks of my line Branches. all had uh, uh, daughters. And so there was a while there where it seemed like if, uh, if we used the uh, normal method of uh, uh, patrilineal name droppage, that there would be... That's a technical term. Yeah, patrilineal name droppage, that right. there would be no Rodericks after a point. Because but, of gender. Right, but then it turned out all in society, in society, all of the daughters of our uh, line, none of them took anyone else's name, so they continue to be Rodericks into the middle distance, huh. and maybe, maybe it will be the daughters that continue. No the boys allowed. No. Huh. So anyway, for a while there, I was like, I feel kind of a responsibility to repopulate the earth. Uh, Duh. <laughs> just to put as many Rodericks in the space as you can. I think you've known that for a while. <laughs> I, I think your, your, your repopulation mandate has weighed heavy on your shoulders <laughs> for many years. It's a, uh, you know, I, I, I you feel know, a lot of responsibility for the future. Man in a bathrobe does not carry a sword unless he wants to do some fucking repopulating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should man in a bathrobe. I know. Well, well, I know. Well, it's cereal. He's defending his border. Doing the best he can. La la la. Hey! Hey, everybody, clap, how clap, are you? Clap, That's clap, great, clap, great. Clap, clap. Come on, clap! Thank you. Fill the room with your applause! Come on, get extroverted! Yeah. Who's ready to get extroverted? Who wants to make a million dollars? You should have said that this was about chicken! Oh! Uh, 
I don't know if we have. Well, you don't want to use this one to talk. We have to plenty. We have plenty of time. You don't. Uh, we'll repeat mints. your question uh, it, it, when you yell it. Into you the don't, room. don't feel like you have to. Oh if no! If you're super shy, if you're super shy, oh. tell a loud person next to you to yell your question. Uh, who's got a question? Yes. Obviously not shy. Yes. It did. I uh, I, re- I did a report on it, and then she assigned me Moby Dick. <laughs> so she yeah she was not gonna she was not going to like give me a single attaboy. She was just like uh, that book kept you quiet for four weeks, and now another book was gonna keep you. There's quiet. punishments to make scum have mints. What I, what I learned was uh, there's punishment to make you good, and there's punishment to make you sad. Yeah, and that's I, punishment to make you sad. The risk was that I would that's that not I would nice not punishment. like books, right? The, the risk was that it would turn me into a I don't know what what the alternative was, but I, it didn't keep me off books. It just made and, and frankly, that's I would, good question. I would have rather have done that than just. Do you remember the, the internet class. intelligence test? This might be before your time. Did it test the intelligence of the internet? Well, I'll tell you, it changed things for me. The internet intelligence test. Sometimes things change things for me. Uh, in the early days of the internet, there was a thing that was probably just a simple CGI bin. This thing called the internet intelligence test. And you go, and, you, and it says, okay, we're going to ask you questions to see how intelligent you are. And you say, well, I'm game for that because I'm pretty intelligent. And so you take the test. It says, here's, here's a question. Are you doing lines? Are you doing bumps? <laughs> Don't abuse my mints. It's for children. So it's asking a question, says, uh, says uh, here's a question, A, B, C, D. You say A, B, C, you pick. It gives you another question. You say, oh, this is great. I'm so in on this. Now, you know, as we know from the, uh, the, from the web, you learn how to, like, drop people in these things. Now, here's what they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you that unless you just do- stop doing the test for some reason, you will literally have it forever. You will keep taking the test for 11 years until your computer dies because it didn't get a firmware upgrade. There's never- no end to the Internet intelligence test because the point of the Internet intelligence test is to see how long you'll take the test. Oh, That had smart. an impact on me. That's smart. How long did you take the test? Ah, too long. Mm. The first time. Mm-hmm. The second time, I did better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it makes me think a lot. Is somebody, is somebody trying to pull a fast one on me here? We're always conscious of being gaslit. Oh, sister. Yeah. You don't want to get gaslit. I hate being gaslit. I know. I know. But it's, it's, Unfortunately, but, but we're friends. And why I'm is this relevant? Lighter. It's relevant because of the books. Yeah. And I sometimes feel like, you know, okay, like for example, in the Mideast, you're supposed to say something three times before somebody accepts a gift. Right. Namaste, 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 namaste. Yeah, that kind of thing. Hananamakata, akanamanana. Same idea. But there's various kinds of like rituals and mores that involve this kind of repetition. Like, are you sure you want iced tea? Like, you got to keep asking and that kind of stuff. I think a lot of that goes on. I wonder, could this be some kind of a uh, Mr. Miyagi type situation where you say, I reject the book? It was the education ever at a point when you're supposed to say to the teacher, are you following me on this? Hmm. They're assigning you the books, but what if you just keep reading the books like a fucking cuck? Uh-huh. Are you ever supposed to push back uh-huh. and say, no, I'm done with the books? And they say, congratulations, Domini Domini. You just passed the internet book intelligence test. <laughs> you they, refused my book and solved my riddle. What I stopped doing was the book report. <laughs> I kept reading the book. I stopped doing the book report. You, so, cut, you cut half of the baby in half. Yeah, right. <laughs> But if you never do the book report, how do they know whether you read the book or not? There's nothing to give you an F for. There's right. no line in that spreadsheet. Well, yeah. What are you, you going to give, give me an F for? What are you going to do? I All didn't right. do it. You can't give me an F. I didn't do it. 
Turns out they can't. Really? <laughs> Why did I never do that before? That's so good. Turns out they can give you. Yeah, they give you an incomplete. Another question. Your credit. Anybody ask anything they want to ask about? Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, James Harden plays basketball, and he's very, very good. I don't know what any of those words mean, but James Harden is very, no, he's very, listen, you guys, he's very, very good. Were you brought to this event by someone else? Yeah. Uh, Let's see, anyone else? I should take the jersey off. Yes, you there. So, I, uh, I was going to be in Whistler, and it turned out I have a friend in Anchorage who, uh, who at a young age got into some questionable banking. This the crab guy? No, different guy. Okay. He now owns a house in Aruba. Hmm. He reached out to my sister. Now, he was my friend, but he reached out to my sister hmm. and said, would you make a video of my house in Aruba so I can put it on Aruba B&B? Aruba&B. My sister said, I'll come make a video. He specifically, (laughs) he chose you, he's in Alaska? He's in Alaska. He He chose chose you out of everyone in the world to go to a- chose Susan. Chose Susan. To go to to Aruba to make a video. Susan said, I'll go to Aruba to make the video if my brother comes. He's my friend. But he said, why would I bring your brother? Susan said, "I, I won't do it without John. So he was like, all right, I'll bring you to Aruba. So I was going to be in Whistler, and I realized I could go from the Couve, which is what we call Vancouver, <laughs> to the Arubes, from the Couve to the Arubes. And I was like, this really appeals to me. But then at the end of the Aruba trip, I realized that was the first day of the Jonathan Colton cruise. Now, I wasn't going to go on the cruise this year. But when I saw that I was going from the Couve to the Arub, I realized I could go from the coop to the Arub to the cruise. And so I called Jonathan Colton and I said, I know it's only like three weeks until a cruise, but can I come on the cruise? You can just put me anywhere. I won't do anything. <laughs> it's too late for me to do a show or anything, but you can just put me in steerage or something. You know, put me in, I mean, no, put me Are in. Are you a, sure all this happened? Put me in a deluxe suite is what I said. If I looked at your phone, would I see documentation that all these things have actually happened? Mm. No, I don't want to look at your phone. So then I realized, Whistler to the Couve to the Arub to the cruise, that's going to be a problem for me doing my five podcasts a week. <laughs> so I sent an email to all of my co-hosts, and I said, I'm not going to be around for a few weeks. You guys work it out. It's uh, reminiscent of uh, the great Japanese film Battle Royale. <laughs> so me and Dan and Benjamin and Ken Jennings can fight over time. <laughs> so anyway, that's... So you guys let me know. You're like, yeah, you're like uh, Mitch McConnell. Just come back, come back when you guys figure it out. <laughs> what I haven't be here. quite figured out is how I'm going to apportion up who all is paying for my plane tickets. Oh. So I'm going to have to figure out like how much, because there's, there's a limit, right? At a certain point, somebody's going to be like, that's a really big plane well, ticket. Well, if they know each other, they're going to want to check in. Well, and everybody's if you ask everybody like, for full freight, <laughs> that's going to catch up with you. What I need is $1,800 from everybody. Okay. So anyway, it ha- it's not a- actually 100% booked, but it's booked up here. <laughs> Anyone else? Yes, Gabriel. Update on the... Oh, Gabriel is asking John Roderick 
for an update on his diploma. John received a diploma-shaped envelope from the college that he went to, and if memory serves, you decided not to open it. I didn't open it for a year. Didn't open it for a year. You knew it was. It had a return address on it that you accidentally put on Instagram. Right. But it, it, all the information was there. It was a diploma-shaped envelope from a school. So after a year, everybody, and I mentioned it, so people were like, we'll just put the unopened envelope in a frame. People were mad. Yeah, but I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. It was on the table next to the kitchen. Then it was on the bar of the kitchen. It moved around. Uh, after a while, I felt like there were a lot of people that were like, burn it. I was like, you do not know me at all. <laughs> but then one night, I got really frustrated with myself. And I had purchased years before a frame, a diploma-shaped frame, in the event that I ever got You're a diploma. You're both characters in Gift of the Magi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I went and I got the frame. I brought it down. I put the frame next to the envelope. Both things had been waiting to meet for many years. I'd kept them apart. I brought them together. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was all by myself. There was no ceremony. I didn't have people over. All the things that I had planned on doing. Have a barbecue, graduation day. Like you do. It was just me, 4 o'clock <laughs> Come to in the my morning. envelope yeah. opening party. I was like, either Bring I'm a dip <laughs> or something, something you can share. Come to my party. I'm going to open this open envelope. Open the envelope. What the fuck? Just come. But it was one of those. It was like 4 a.m. It was like, either I'm going to cut my hair right now or I'm going to open this envelope. <laughs> Was it your certificate for officially being a goth? <laughs> so I opened the okay. envelope. And I pulled You're the so weird. I pulled the piece of paper out and it was face down. Oh so you waited a year. I put it, so I put it on the bar and then I walked away. And so for about a month and a half, the paper sat on the bar face down. A breeze could have flipped it? It was just sitting there. <gasps> I knew it was there. Anybody could have put their coffee down on it. It would have been ruined. <gasps> but it just sat there. No. And then again, in the middle of the night, I was like, this is so fucking, this is so frustrating. I could use a trip. So I opened up the frame. I put the diploma in the frame, face down. Sealed it up and then put the framed piece of paper on the dining room table face down. And it sat there for a long time until one day I was sitting talking to my mom about Ohio in the 50s. Roots. Root talk. And she said, what's this? And picked it up and looked at it. And I said, you tell me. And she said, it looks like you graduated from college. And I said, can you be certain? <laughs> and I asked her some questions about it. And she said, do you want me to turn it around so you can see it? And I said, not yet. Oh, what's the rush? <laughs> I'm not done asking questions yet. I asked her some questions. She described it fairly accurately. And at a certain point, I realized it was a college diploma. I had graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in the... Yeah. Thank you. A, de a degree in the comparative history of ideas. And... Uh, and that's, that's actually their seal. It doesn't have words. It's just an animated gif of someone going like this. 
Uh, and, Six uh, is one, it's half dozen otherists. <laughs> It's it's like a uh, it's like a one of those uh, old neon signs outside of a pawn shop. It's like mm, uh, mm, and one little dollar sign goes up and down. Mm, uh, mm, uh. It's uh, not the compare. It's not comparative ideas. It's not the history of ideas. It's the comparative history, history of, of ideas. ideas. Yeah. That's too many things. It's a lot of. It's things. a lot of things. What what are the letters of your? Well, degree? so they call it chid. <laughs> But that's like ID for ideas. Oh, because of that name. Yeah. Okay. All right. It well, what, what is your, is it a Bachelor of Arts? It should be Choi, right? Choi history. Choi. Choi, Chai. Compared chai. history of ideas. ideas. Uh, what is it? Did, oh, it's what a Bachelor it? of Arts. Bachelor yeah. of Arts. A Bachelor of Arts, you guys. Yeah, Bachelor bad. of Arts. Um, I could have studied a lot of things. Sociology, whatever. Sure. Communications. Uh, it, you're interested in the history of ideas, but in order to really penetrate that and uh, interrogate it, you need to have to compare the history of ideas. Yeah, you compare the ideas, you compare the history, you compare yeah. the history of ideas. It's uh, it's uh-huh. the comparative history of ideas. Uh-huh. So you don't just compare the ideas; <laughs> you compare the history of ideas. Yeah, but you have to have the history before you can compare it. You start. And you need more than one. You start at the start. You can't have one idea. It's just like this show. You start What's with somebody who's made a history of ideas and then other people who've done that and then you compare them. What's in the history of ideas is in the history of ideas. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, so, uh, so, then I lo- so I finally looked at it. I looked at so it. It was... On, the red light's on and we have to wrap up. It was beautiful, this thing. Oh, sorry. And then I said to my mom, so the same question on. I asked you, Merlin, which was, yes, what do you do with this now? What do you do with this now? Well, what do you do with the diploma? What do you do? And I said to her, do you hang this up? And she if was it was like, a graduation, you could hang it on the wall like yeah. in Allentown. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but that, what did that do? Did it stop the d- disintegration? It really of the helped American him at industry? all. No, it didn't I help him not. at all. Uh, so she said, no, you don't hang it up anywhere. No. And sh- I said, where's your diploma? She said, in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. And, I, and this was what I had been, this is what I had feared all these years. That it, wa- that it, that it, that well, it wasn't is, anything. Where but is this, na- this attaboy here? Is, is, is much more, this is, you know, this is maybe even more meaningful. Yeah, the kerning's probably better, too. Uh, this looks pretty good. No, what, what ended up happening was that it went in gorgeous. its frame back on the dining room table where it remains today. Where it becomes a riddle for all of your guests. Now, but now you can. You could do this bit with everybody. It would be <laughs> you, fun. You can put your coffee down on oh, it because nice. it's under glass. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out tonight. Woo!